Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer, and I talk all about AEW Dynamite from last night. Hook, your new FTW champion. Ricky Starks in a move where I didn't see coming with Powerhouse Hobbs. Also, we speak to Road Dog, and it is, I promise you, a must-listen-to interview right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Bully, your thoughts on what we saw last night on Dynamite. Spine on the pine. JR with a little shout out to the rock right there, a little yep. inside baseball. Um, so I loved the entire segment. I loved the match with Hook and Starks. Keep it simple, stupid. That's what I tweeted after the match. K-I-S-S. If you've been in this business for a while, you understand what that means. Simplicity wins in pro wrestling starks and hobbs kept kept the match simple uh whoever was the agent for that match the producer for that match bravo in guiding those two gentlemen to a short sweet yet effective match hook has a presence he has this young james dean thing going on uh i like the fact that his gear is different and he looks almost more like a boxer than a pro wrestler he has something there's something unique about him he has a look now the bell rings and they get to the physicality i loved hook's strikes to stark's midsection he looked like a boxer hitting a guy in the ribs they were effective they looked good they were great punches great strikes hook then gave starks a modified t-bone it might have been a t-bone it was a suplex it was a throw whatever it was it was perfection one of the biggest problems i have with wrestlers these days especially young wrestlers when they do suplexes and throws they go east west instead of south north now what do i mean by that a good throw starts going down and then going up south north 
What you get with a lot of uh, talent these days is a West-East thing where they start doing throws backwards. They they don't arch. And if there's one thing that Taz was incredible at, and I'm sure he passed this down to Hook, was the arch of the suplex. When a suplex is done correctly, Kurt Angle will tell you, Brock Lesnar will tell you, Shelton Benjamin will tell you that you need the arch. And you can only get that arch when you go south and north, down and up, which made that throw on Starks that much more impressive. I don't think Starks did much to help Hook with that throw because Hook's technique was perfect. So I loved the throw. I loved everything about the physicality. And you heard the people after the match was over. Okay. Um, uh, he, he hooked the Taz mission. We get the tap out. Place went crazy. Hook is another classic example of how AEW is getting it right with certain young talent. And there's been a very slow burn with Hook, but a slow burn is good, especially because he's so young. So you get the victory for Hook. He, he, he's, he's the FTW champion. Love the fact that Taz got himself over in commentary dropping and that he was the original FTW champion. Yada, yada. Inside jokes me and Tommy know about uh, when we're breaking Taz's balls. Then you get Starks with the passionate, passionate promo. What did Starks make you do with that promo? He made you forget that he just tapped and lost yep. the match, which I absolutely love. He took the focus off of Hook because now it's time for Starks to shine. So now Hook is out of the spotlight. Starks is in the spotlight. And here's Starks cutting this great promo. Fans are behind him. Great talker. So glad that we gave him an opportunity to get himself over <laughs> on this show during the COVID era. Um, and then out of nowhere, wham. Hobbs just lays him out and everybody is shocked. You heard the people. They were booing the hell out of Hobbs. JR, what the hell? My my God in heaven, as opposed to my God in hell, which would have made him Satan. Um, <laughs> who Dan Housen happens to follow. Um, it, it, it was, I, I thought I was watching veterans in that segment. And what I had was three young boys executing as if they'd been around for 20 plus years to me the mvps of the show last night hook starks and hobbs for the job that they did in the ring with the physicality the turn the passion the mic work the in-ring work everything i loved it the only thing i wish they would have done differently is given hobbs another 10 to 15 seconds of tv time after the turn was done so he could have soaked in the booze a little more. And, and really quick, Tommy, before we get get your take on it, I think that's why you, me, and Tommy had such a difficult time remembering who they did cut back to after that Hobbs turn. You know, we all said somebody different, and we were all wrong. It was actually the acclaimed. No disrespect to the acclaimed, but you couldn't follow that up. That segment should have been over, like you said. Just stay on Hobbs. Stay on that crowd because you're getting a lot of shocked images from that crowd. That's the way to go out. When they went back to the acclaimed, I'm sorry, completely forgettable because you're still thinking about what Hobbs just did in the ring. Go ahead, Tommy. Well, <clears throat> it's also a turn. Like you said, it's shocking. But you also have a man who we know has had an injured neck laying there selling. And this moment taken away, his friend betrayed him. 
and then you go to a comedy and a comedy promo. It's, it's a really hard to digest that because you're shocked. You're in, yeah. it would be, you know, uh, if we're looking at a horror film, you just kill one of the main characters and then that main character does like a joke. So that, that's the part. Yes. When bully says, uh, tightening the screws, it was a great segment. I'll also go to the Dan Housen part. Dan Housen has this cult like following came out. That was short and sweet. And as Bubba likes to say, stupid, keep it simple, stupid, dump it, dumb it down. And Dan Housen got over in that segment. Uh, Starks got over that whole promo. And when he said, I haven't, <laughs> excuse me, I haven't, um, he wins and he's doing it again. And even Taz is like, what? You started to hear the, the crowd rumble a little bit. And when Hook's music hit, it was an explosion. And Hook for being young in the business as well as young TV time, he did an excellent job. Neither guy exposed themselves. And I got to tell you, you know, Ricky Stark's facials on all of this were on point with Chris Jericho's facials when Jericho was talk when Moxley was talking to Jericho. And those are things that are, you know, are way ahead of his time in the industry. And that promo that he cut is what so many wrestlers, you know, are saying and the people so got behind it just to take it away. But that the match alone with Hook was easy. It was simple and it highlighted Hook's strengths. It highlighted Starks' strengths and even how he hooked the 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 Hook mission if that's what we're calling it, or the Katahajame, uh, was super duper cool, and uh, it, it was it was a great television segment. One of the things that I loved about Hook last night is his command of his own athletic ability, and this is a term that I use in training my students: command of your own athletic ability, knowing what you're good at and working within it, not trying to do things that you're just a mark for doing. But physically, you're not good enough to execute. I see a lot of wrestlers try to do things, but they're not able to execute them very well because they're not as great of an athlete as they think they are. When I see Dante Martin do a springboard backflip on the off the top rope and stick the landing and never wobble a little bit as if he was with, as if he was like an Olympic gymnast who just nailed a perfect 10 on a floor exercise. When I see that, I know that that kid has perfect command of his own athletic ability. That's what I saw from hook last night. He did a, they did a duck under, I think Starks went to go shoot him off hook ducked under went down to one knee came back up, and then I think he did the throw or something similar. It was so smooth. That smooth transition tells me that you are a real athlete who knows where every part of your body is at any given moment. And that's when you, that's when you get great pro wrestlers and not this, a lot of this wonky stuff that we see these days where it looks like guys just know what a move looks like but don't know how to properly execute the move because they lack the mechanics or athletic ability to do so. Or how to get there. And but beyond wrong being done in the industry is where people let somebody run past them just to do a move. I saw it a few times 
the pass by it's it's done wrong all the time and but you don't have hook going out and doing something like that hook is playing to his strengths uh and another i'll give you two other examples i probably wrestled taz more than anybody uh out there and taz used to do go to the top rope and do a front flip kind of like i'm diving into a diving board and taking a flat back in the middle of the ring that would be how we would always start my comeback he would miss a move and once he became taz this right he stopped doing it why because it didn't fit his character though he could do it all the time but it didn't fit this amateur wrestler guy and then to bully's point about when athletes hit these moves um tonight uh chris bay gets involved and he does a complete running front flip over the top rope lands on the guy and on his feet. And he did it with his shoelaces untied. Just so everybody knows what you're talking about, including me, what do you, you said tonight, Chris Bay, what are you talking on about? Impact. impact. Okay. Um, but what I'm saying, he does a front helo hits the guy, knocks him down also lands on his feet, but he does it with his, his shoes were untied. And I was like, Oh my God, the, the commentators didn't see it. And I was just like, did you see what that guy just did? He did a complete, I mean, and didn't, didn't just like do a house show dive. He did a complete running besides running with your shoes untied and landed it perfect with his shoes untied. There's some people who can't walk from here to the bathroom with their shoes untied. And here's a professional athlete doing it. But what I'm saying to bully's point, when you have that athleticism, man, uh, just stick to your strengths. And, and that's what they did last night. Or everybody in that segment. And it was great. Hey, this is Bob Kendrick, president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum and host of the award-winning Sirius XM original podcast, Black Diamonds. It finally happened. My friend, my mentor, my brother, Buck O'Neill, is in the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Join me this week as we break down that glorious induction day. It's all on an all-new Black Diamonds. Available now on the XXM app, included with all of our trials and popular plans, or wherever you get your podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Road Dog himself. Sir, how are you this morning? I am doing, I am doing fantastic. You know, when you look at pro wrestling today, do you still believe it to be the same or it's more important to be a great entertainer as opposed to a wrestler or vice versa? Well, look, I do think it's still, and I know this is a bit of a cop-out answer, but I do think it's still a mixture of the two. I, I think the bell has to ring. You know what I mean? And you don't have to be great when it does, but you have to be good. You know what I mean? And so, look, going back a little bit, I think Brad uh, was more entertaining than me but he came up in a time where you be that white meat baby face and, and people, that's who they love. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, not only times have changed in wrestling, but in society as well. So you have to, it almost, you almost have to be able to juggle spin plates and sing and dance now also, and be able to wrestle, you know, Brad was so entertaining and so funny. He was the funniest guy I've ever been around him and Dean Malenko will make you pee your pants. And, and it's just hilarious to, to be around him. However, Brad came from a place where you didn't, you didn't, you weren't that flashy. You weren't that arrogant. You weren't that cocky. You weren't that, you know what I mean? And so I think that from that uh, Southern based uh, mentality of wrestling and the wrestling fan, it was a totally different time back then. And so, man, it's so different now. You gotta, you gotta be able to do it when the red light's on. And I mean, do it. I mean, wrestle, I mean, talk, I mean, uh, whatever. Look, Montez Ford is a guy right now that, that is in the conversation about Holy Mackerel because look, Paul Heyman had that conversation with Vince McMahon while I sat in the room about five years ago. Um, and Montez, yes, about Montez. And I mean, I mean, pitched him hard. Um, we all knew Montez, but Montez was new. You know what I mean? But Paul saw it. He saw this is this is coming. You know what I mean? And so he was the first one I ever really heard say Montez. But Montez is the total package. That's why I mentioned his name. Um, man, what a great guy. What a level head on his shoulders. What a great uh, athlete. You know what I mean? Like he, he might he might be the next big guy. So, so let me just follow that up then. Um, so you hear Paul pitching to Vince about yeah. Montez five years ago. Oh yeah. 
Uh, about a week ago, Vince steps down. Could this new regime change, new set of eyes, new set of ears, put Montez in the spot that Paul was pitching? Yeah, yeah, it definitely could. And look, I'm not saying it's going to happen Monday but or a Friday, but it's it definitely will be on the fast track, I would imagine now, uh, especially if Paul's in, in uh, the other Paul's ear. And I'm sure he is because that's his business. But uh, like, look, I, I, I think the things are going to change in the WWE and, and, uh, and, and it's time, you know what I mean? I think it was time and, and it's a seat that, uh, I believe Hunter should have been sitting in for a while. Um, and I'm glad he's finally there. And now I think the wrestling fan will appreciate that a lot more too. And if you can't tell I'm unemployed and trying to get my job back, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hey, I don't mind calling a spade a spade. No, but I, but I also believe everything I just said and mean it with a hundred percent of my heart. Like I look, Hunter sat at that head table a lot and and pitched stuff that everybody went like, yeah, yeah, and and it wouldn't make it to the top. You know what I mean? So I, I think now we will start to see. And look, this is just my opinion. I have no idea what's going on up there. Uh, preface it with it's just my opinion. But I think we're going to start to see uh, shades of NXT black and gold on the main roster. And man, yeah, 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 yeah. And look, I I applaud that. I love it. And because I do believe that was the mixture that you needed of wrestling, great wrestling, great competition, and entertainment. Like we spent a lot of time on entrances, and you know what I mean, making sure that the the optics were there. And then you then you put the wrestling in the ring and let the fans do the rest. You know what I mean? As a wrestling fan, I was going to say you had that seat of you know writing, especially for SmackDown, and I'm watching it for weeks it was my favorite show i'm shooting stuff to you via text ideas and not about myself just right. about hey what about this because i'm so entertained and like i mean that's the other million dollar question is you know your friends kind of in a, a good spot right now you had that job you we all dave is perhaps he's still waving the black and gold flag yeah. uh he's and, and a lot of people love it would you go back if that opportunity was given where hey man you 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 did this before and you did it great you know you have the opportunity to do something great again yeah look look i i appreciate you saying that tommy i do i i for a while there it was hands off and i could just write the smackdown i wanted to write uh with, with help of course but uh then then it got you know, uh, back to the old corporate ways where, okay, now I'm going to get back involved or whatever the case may be. But I would love to go back to NXT. I don't think I want to go back to the main roster. I, I, I'd love to go somewhere that I can do, that I have something to offer. You know what I mean? I feel like, look, what, what I have to offer is, is making the television show sweet. And, uh, and I got a couple ideas about wrestling, but, but, I feel like WWE has that, you know what I mean? They have everything I have to offer in-house. So I don't know that they would hire me back. Of course, I would go back to NXT. Uh, it's really cool down there. Uh, Sean and, and the writers that I all worked with on SmackDown, a couple of them. So got a great rapport with those guys. I'd love to go back down there. I just don't know if I'm ready to uh, do the old wins or not again and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and try to fit back into those friggin' suits I bought. Polos and khakis work uh, as yeah, casual. And Bully, when before we're talking about athletic ability, we're also talking about Brad Armstrong. Uh, Road Dog was just a color commentator for a show that I just did. And I got to tell you how hard it is to do the punch, 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 dance, and <laughs> shaky leg 
knee drop that I tried to perform where it looked like I was having a seizure doing it. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of athletic ability in just doing that one move because I... I'm going to be honest with you, Tommy. There was a lot of things that I <laughs> thought you might have been having a seizure or something. There were, there were several spots. When and did, and, uh, and you were the best one in the ring. <laughs> Dog, I want to I dive a little bit deeper into something you just said and kind of bring our fans behind the curtain. You know, everybody yep. out there on social media, I know that you went on social media a lot, and then you got off of social media because you could see how frustrating it could be, yeah. especially when you're involved in the creative process. You yep. talked about Hunter sitting at the head of the table, pitching great ideas where the entire room would be like, that's a great idea. Yeah but then it gets into Vince's ears and it dies a quick death. How frustrating is it to be a creative person in the WWE who you know you're coming up with great ideas, you know it could work, you know you have the entire team behind you, and then it was just a no and it died? Yeah, look, it's uh, it's heartbreaking. I'll tell you who, who, hold, who uh, helped me the most is Michael Hayes. Michael Hayes would say, it's just wrestling. The bell's going to ring at the end of the night. And we're going to go home. You know what I mean? He would try to bring me back down to, to life because, look, you know me. I would get fighting mad sometimes. And, and and that was actually the straw that broke the camel's back was I got fighting mad one time and and had to had to walk away. But, but yeah, it's very frustrating. But the other side of that coin is, and, and people don't like to think about this part, is it's good to be the king. <laughs> he's, he's Vince McMahon. It's, it's his company. If I say jump and you're an employee, you you kind of say how high. And that's not a thing that's specific to WWE. That's that's everywhere. You know what I mean? Only in WWE do you get to go, no, I don't like that, and walk away. <laughs> so so, wow. so you know what I mean? Like the, think about that. And and I'm including Brock in that as well. Like I know he came back. I don't know what what conversation uh was held, but you know, I also imagine everybody on social media jumping right to uh, uh, CM Punk as well. Let me go ahead and throw his name in there to, to start some social media buzz. Um, he jumped right to, oh, well, how come they didn't do to Brock Lesnar what they did to Sasha and Naomi? And I think it was a totally different, like it's apples and oranges. You can't compare the two. And so it's not fair to compare the two. But anything to make the WWE the devil. You know what I mean? <laughs> Especially on the Twitter. Well, if a certain, if, if talents walk out and then don't come back, that's one thing. If a talent walks out because of frustration, but by the time the yeah. show start come, comes back and actually does their job and performs uh, up to par and what they're contractually obligated to, it is not apples to apples. It is, no, it's not applicable. And so don't bring it up, CM Punk. <laughs> there you go. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's virtue signaling. And I think it's like, oh, I'm going to say this. So that, why aren't they equal to the women? Well, look, it's not the same. And so it's not fair to, to make it the same. Well, I think the point and, and it's too- not I just want to clarify something, Dave. It's not about man and woman. It's about talent, a talent who walks out and stays out as opposed to a talent that walks out and comes back and performs their duties. I want to hear LaGreca's point. He's hot. No, no, I'm, I'm not hot, but I, I, I think Bully made the biggest point of all is that Brock did perform on that show. Brock was there. Brock was in the main event segments. So to me, coming out of that, and this is where, like, you know, when it comes to dirt sheets and it comes to social media, I don't know what the truth is. You could have easily told me there was no problems. Brock was there. Brock performed. He was in the main event segment, and he sold you on SummerSlam. I think it's a, a completely different scenario. So, 
I, I don't really understand why everybody is saying, well, why aren't they condemning Brock? Well, what is Michael Cole supposed to say? We're disappointed in Brock when he was on on the actual show that night. So I think it's like I think what you said, it's a completely different scenario. Now, when you mentioned NXT, the black and gold brand, you saw Bully applaud. I got excited because I think we all enjoyed that black and gold NXT, a developmental a show that did so well that it sold out arenas and a lot of the time outperformed the main roster pay-per-view. So I, I think there is a balance and a good balance between the entertainment that we see on Mondays and Fridays and actual wrestling, which was highlighted on the black and gold brand of NXT. Yeah. Well, here, here's, here's my thinking behind it all. Mm -hmm. Um, Look, you gotta, you gotta. I want to be honest about everything. So, so black and gold did sell out arenas, but it was on the back of of bigger pay per views, and it was, uh, you know, in the same town or whatever. So, so I just want to be honest about it all. Having said that, Hunter did that with Johnny Gargano and and you know uh, DIY all these all these young Chompa. up and comers that that nobody knew. He did that with imagine what he can do with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns and you know what I mean and that that's what I'm excited about uh and 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 it's got me watching it had me watching Raw I can tell you I hadn't done that in a long time it had me watching Raw Monday night so I'm excited what did you think of Raw on Monday night so look I thought it, it had to be kind of some of the same because it was the go home to uh to SummerSlam so I feel like some of the creative needed to stay the same that had already been decided and and they probably changed a few things but I did think it was a different show I did think it was look I love the fact that theory stayed out there for so long he was out there for like 45 minutes and he had a promo he had a match it turned into a tag match the whole deal like I I don't know I liked it I enjoyed it uh we were talking about like let's say you you grew up in a wrestling household and you had someone who drew money everywhere and your dad trying to help you you look at NXT, and I would say to everybody who got let go, do you know how much of a better of a performer you are for being in that system? Not only just getting paid to train, but you had Road Dog, Terry Taylor, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, all trying to help you become better. I mean, think of the, we talk about asses in seats, how much all that happened, but just like the different psychologies. And, you know, like you said, once that red light goes on, you're ready. And now, like you just said, and, and it kind of took me back for a second. Now think of what you can do with, you know, all these people who are already established, as well as, you know, the other part of it is there was a lot of times, and it was very frustrating for me, there was a lot of yes people uh, yeah. there and just saying yes, yes, yes. I always look to the person because I had that person in Paul Heyman Paul, what if I did something this way? And that's important to have an out. And we would all, we all knew it. Vince had Pat who would always say, well, what if this? And then once Pat wasn't around anymore, it kind of just went, you yeah. know, it's, and when we get it, you are the boss, but any boss should hear 
other great reasons to draw you more money. So, so that's a totally different conversation, but I 100% agree. Now we're now we're getting into not he's, he's not the boss. Now we're getting into philosophical stuff like what kind of leader he is and does he surround himself with yes men or does he surround himself with people who are who are smarter than him and say, you know what I mean? And that that's so that's a philosophical question that I can't answer, but I think you kind of did was Pat Patterson was there when he was gone there was a void and and it might should have been Hunter, but I don't know if there was if there's something competitive there, uh, almost a sibling rivalry or a, you know what I mean. And so it's that that uh, it didn't it wasn't delivered by Pat. It was yep. delivered by somebody else, and maybe that was uh, maybe that's problematic. You know, dog, you being so close with with Hunter, uh, professionally and personally, in your opinion. How difficult has it been to be Triple H over the past two years? I can, uh, two years. <laughs> I'm just going to say past two years. I'm I'm going to say past twenty years. Okay. But uh, but but no, that's not that's not fair. But fifteen years is. Um, but man, the heart. So anytime I ever, even when I was there, and I ever had like a a layover or a bad trip, he was the guy that went in my mind. This guy's flying from wherever to wherever and here to there and, and not going home and 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 not and not getting to do his job. You know what I mean? He's he's creatively frustrated too. I guess it wasn't his job at the time. Um, it's his job now. So so he, but he was creatively frustrated too. And look, he and I used to say this thing, and I say it still, and it probably gets heat with people, but we would walk by each other during the day and just look at each other and go, it's just phony baloney wrestling. You know what I mean? Because it was how we kept our sanity like it's it's not it's not middle east peace you know what i mean it's just wrestling and either it's good or it's not good and so i tried not to get married so much and i, and I think he does too tries not to get married so much to your idea because you have an you have a feeling that's going to get shot down anyway you know what i mean and and but but that wasn't always the case and it's not always the case so it's not fair to say that but Sometimes it happens and it's and it and it makes you mad. And so I can't imagine how mad it made him uh, being as close uh, to Vince as he kind of has to be, you know. Uh, if this is what your podcast is about, it's fascinating. And I want to go download every episode right now. Yeah, you could download it uh, at Road Dog Links, R-O-A-D-D-O-G-G-L-I-N-K-S dot com i think that was right that's a freaking miracle um but also it's not this good tommy it's not basically <laughs> it's me it's just better. telling a bunch of a it's bunch better. of dick jokes and stuff <laughs> it's, uh, and, and just to make it easier just google road dog oh you didn't know podcast and then you'll be oh uh, or yeah you can do that you i guess do that it's, it's so a much lot easier. easier david thank now, you <laughs> but bully just mentioned the last two years and then obviously you went a little bit longer but like you think about the last couple of years, because, you know, we would come on the air on Thursday mornings and we would break down NXT and AEW. And we would always say that the best pure pro wrestling show was NXT, but the more fun show was AEW. And we thought the natural progression of things was going to be Triple H in the position that he is in right now. That didn't happen right away. Was it because... NXT failed in that head-to-head -head battle between AEW on Wednesday nights. So, so I could, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, we've, yeah, the, uh, this is how I look at that. And, and I don't, I'm trying to calm down a little bit before I react or respond. I don't think NXT lost the head-to-head -head battle. 
I, I think, uh, I don't think it was ever meant to, to be quite honest. I think things got out of hand a little bit and, and USA agreed to a con to a, to a, a deal for NXT and Vince wanted that to be what it is now. He wanted it to be a total, uh, tryout thing for, Hey, put these people on TV. Let's see if they stick and we'll get them up here. And, and Hunter has a different philosophy. Hunter had the no train them, make sure they're good to go before you put them on TV, do all that. So it's two, two totally different philosophies. Uh, but speaking from NXT, we never, and I say this from sitting in every meeting when it was black and gold and, and writing and producing and, and, uh, directing the show, everything. Um, we never once thought we were competing with those guys because we looked at ourselves as the developmental program. And if I hope for AEW that they weren't thinking that beating the developmental program was a notch in their belt or a feather in their cap because it was people that nobody had ever heard of on a Tuesday night against Chris Jericho and John Moxley, you know what I mean? So I never thought, I've always thought that was apples and oranges as well. And you can tell, I, I take it personally because I worked there and I thought for one thing, honestly, we never, we never, of course we wanted to beat them. Like, like of course you'd be in competition, but we never thought we were in competition. We got a right to be in competition for that. We just wrote the best show we could, man. And, and it was fun and good wrestling. But the great part about AEW is the fans. You know what I mean? Like if you shot that in, in the, uh, look, I don't want to <laughs> get into it, but if you shot that in the performance center or the, whatever they're calling it now, like it, it wouldn't be half the show it is. I'm telling you AEW's fan base and their fans that come out are, are like us. They're rabid wrestling fans and they have a good time. And that translates on TV. Now, Bully mentioned something before to you about, uh, social media. Um, one question I have, and I remember hearing an interview with Gene Simmons from Kiss, and they asked him about social media, and he said, you know what, that's the vocal minority. I don't put a lot of stock into what I read on social media. As somebody like you, a producer, somebody who's creative, do you put any stock into what people are saying on social media? Because I think that is somewhat true, that it is a vocal minority that's on social media right now. Do you believe so, that? So, uh, and look, analytics tell us that. And we got, we believe you, me and WWE, when I was writing for SmackDown, we got deep into analytics and second by second, minute by minute, the whole deal and trying to figure out who exactly is driving the bus is social media. So we did a deep analytics uh, on social media. 0.01% wow. of the viewing audience is on Twitter. And that was just Twitter analytics. 0.01% of people watching the show are on Twitter responding. So, I mean, it's, you know, you, when you go on Twitter, you're in there and you think like if you get 30 tweets, like that, you're like, holy crap, I'm over. I'll never forget, uh, <laughs> I'll never forget um, Moxley when he was Dean Ambrose and uh, Bray Wyatt had this match and they thought it was great and it just it just wasn't <laughs> but they literally we talked to them the next day and they said well you should have seen my social media feed you know what i mean and i thought oh man that's where we're at and i didn't realize it <laughs> that's where we were at and so 
look, we, 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 yes, yes, I took stock into what was said on, inter- on the internet because the people on the internet are the vocal minority, but there's a lot of clever people on there. And so, yes, I took stock in it. Yes, I argued with them about it, which I shouldn't have, uh, but I couldn't help myself because I'm passionate about what I was doing. And I thought what I was doing was good. And I tried to make people understand. And it, it's a fight in futility, especially on Twitter. Negativity is what drives the algorithm. Uh, so, 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 yeah, it's not a real place. But I did listen to them because there's some clever folks on there and the hardcore fans are on there and they they know what they're talking about. I'll admit I've stolen ideas off of there before. Uh, one that I remember well, uh, it didn't go over as quite as good as I thought it was going to. But, uh, but it, it, you know, yeah, I take stock in that stuff because people have, you know, pe- people have good ideas. And if you're open to listening to them, you know what I mean? Uh, you can make your product better. Agreed. Uh, fascinating. Uh, again, the podcast is, oh, you didn't know. Uh, I'm, I'm in agreements with Tommy. Like, uh, I am going to go now and download each and every episode that's out there because just speaking to you the last 25 minutes has been an absolute pleasure. You are a legend. You are an icon. I mean it. You are from one of the greatest families in the history of pro wrestling, sir. And you obviously have a great mind and you want to know something as much as they may like you as a host, on this podcast, I hope you are back uh, working again uh, because I think you are so creative that you need to be back in that position. So, well, look, hey, I th- David, thank you a lot for all of that. That's a that's a uh, a ton of kind words, and I really appreciate it. Look, I'm I- I'm willing to uh, I'm not fi- I'm not uh, retired. I'm unemployed. That's what I keep saying. I'm not retired. I'm unemployed, and and uh, I see things on Tony Khan's TV show that appall me. I could help with that. I have been begging him for a job on every every platform I can, and I want to know the reason why he won't hire me. That's the next big news break. Okay, well, t- Tony Khan does listen to Busted Open, so I hope he's listening right now. And and I would like, even though you say you would like to be on NXT and not the main roster, I could sure use you on Raw. That would make those three hours very passable. But thank you so much uh, for joining us here on Busted Open. Truly, yeah. Amazing. Thank you, guys, man. Y'all have a great weekend. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. 
That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash.